0: This is Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It's Friday, July 17th, 2020. This is episode 625. Well, if you're a lover of independent films or of, uh, let's say, character-driven, narrative-driven films, you may know the filmmaker Lynn Shelton. Lynn had appeared on this podcast a couple of number of times, actually, or uh, I have talked to her a number of times. She appeared on the podcast at least twice and had directed around eight, nine or ten films, and directed many many episodics and short films and videos, etc. Over her long illustrious career. Well, Lynn died of a blood disorder. She died in uh, Los Angeles unexpectedly on May sixteenth. She was only fifty-four years old at the time. She was seeing podcaster and comedian Mark Marin. They were a couple, and um, it was very sad tragic situation for someone so young and also uh, just a very special person and those come in contact with her or or knew her and had friendships with her over the years know that that, uh, how special a person Lynn was and so because of all of those reasons I reached out to a number of of her friends who I know personally and who have appeared on the podcast before and asked them if they wouldn't mind talking about her. It wasn't an easy ask because you're, 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 you're really, I'm not nearly as close to Lynn. I knew her, we knew each other, but I, I would not suggest for a moment that we were beyond friendly. I I probably met her, I don't know, six, seven, eight times over the years, something like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe not even that many, but the pokes that are on this episode were very close to her for many years. And uh, because of the nature of the conversations, I didn't push trying to, you know, extract personal stuff. You know, the conversation went where it went. And I'm glad uh, because I I don't think this is a morbid uh, series of conversations at all. I think this is a celebration of a life of someone who unfortunately passed away way too young. Her first film, which actually wasn't released for a while afterwards, but it's still, she uh, finished it in 2006, 2006. It's called We Go Way Back. She made a film in 2008, which I've never seen actually. It's called What the Funny. But that was followed up by My Effortless Brilliance, which uh, starred uh, uh, Sean Nelson, who I would later have a, a screening of that film in Park Slope for the Filmwax film series, and he would join me for a QA. And what, we were joined by Ben Koselka, who shot the film for Lynn, and um, who is on this episode. He shot My Earth for Less Brilliance and a number of other Lynn Shelton films. He was there. And then we had Lynn call in from, uh, I guess, um, maybe Seattle, um, I'm not sure where she was, LA or Seattle. And then uh, in 2009 came Hump Day, which was the first Lynn Shelton movie I ever saw, actually, because it was sort of an indie classic at the time, uh, which starred Mark Duplass and Josh Leonard. Josh Leonard is on this episode as well. And then Lynn went on in 2011 to make Your Sister's Sister, followed by 2013's Touchy Feely. Then the next year, Laggies. In 2017, she released Outside In. And lastly, in 2019, Sword of Trust. Most of these films are available, at least on uh, iTunes, Apple Movies, if not on Amazon and elsewhere. And I urge you to watch them. They're uh, beautiful in many cases. She knew how to shoot stories about relationships and. Um, in a way that was uh, comforting and uh, funny. Often you get a little catch in your throat from the laughs. I'll miss Lynn Shelton and I'll miss her films. By the way, I just want to mention before I talk about uh, a new uh, grant that has been created in her memory, I do want to mention that, first of all, Lynn leaves a, a son and her relationship, as I mentioned, with Mark Marin and many friends behind. So um, this episode is dedicated to them. What we're going to do on this episode, rather than me interrupting all the time, we're going to have on uh, Ben Kosalka, again, who collaborated with uh, Lynn. Ben was, Rick uh, and recently on the show, he recently directed uh, his first feature film. It's called Banana Split. It's also available for on streaming platforms. I recommend it, uh, but he was an early collaborator with Lynn Shelton, he shot We Go Way Back, and he shot What the Funny, My Everless Brilliance, um, Hump Day, Your Sister Sister, Touchy Feely, and Laggies. So he's, t- he's really shot the majority of Lynn Shelton's films. Anyway, we're going to have Ben on. Then we're going to have Megan Griffiths on, who is an old friend of Lynn's and collaborator as well. She was the first AD on We Go Way Back. She helped produce... Your Sister's Sister. She was director of photography second unit on Hump Day. And I can go on and on. She's uh, been a constant colleague and friend to Lynn. And we have Megan back on the show. For, I think this is her third appearance on the show. And finally, we have the actor, Josh Leonard, who makes his second appearance on the show. And, of course, he acted in Hump Day. And, uh, and they are all have long time Friendships with Lynn. So, we're going to uh, rather than uh, interrupt each segment, we're just going to run from one segment into another in that order. Ben, then Megan, and then Josh. Thank you to them all for participating in this episode, by the way. Recently, it was brought to my attention that there is a uh, new grant that has been created. It's called Of a Certain Age Grant to benefit women and non binary filmmakers age 39 or older. To honor the legacy of beloved filmmaker Lynn Shelton, Seattle's Northwest Film Forum, alongside the Duplass Brothers Productions, or alongside Duplass Brothers Productions, are launching the Lynn Shelton of a Certain Age Grant. The twenty-five thousand unrestricted cash grant will be awarded each year to a U.S.-based woman or non-binary filmmaker, age thirty-nine or older, who has yet to direct a narrative film. Lynn often spoke of feeling inspired. After seeing filmmaker Claire Denis speak at Northwest Film Forum and learning that Denis did not make her first feature until age 40, I didn't know that, Shelton went on to make her own first feature, we go way back at the age of 39. In the years since, she built a prolific canon of feature and television work and made an indelible mark on the landscape of American cinema. For those looking to give in or honor donations to the Shelton Seal Family Fund for the Northwest School for Deaf and Hard of Hearing Children or Seattle's Northwest Film Forum, uh, you are encouraged to do that. I would go to uh, Google Shelton slash Seal Family, S-E-A-L, fund or the Northwest Film Forum. You can Google either of those and uh, check that out for details and how you may donate uh, to those wonderful causes. Thank you for uh, your patience. We now go into, again, uh, start off here with Ben Kosolke, who is a cinematographer and filmmaker in his own right. And then again, after that, you'll hear from uh, my conversation with Megan Griffiths, the filmmaker, and then Josh Leonard, the actor and filmmaker. Uh, And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the podcast with actor Ileana Douglas. Thank you for listening. This is uh, dedicated to the friends and family of Lynch Shelton, only here on Film Wax Radio. changed our mystery guest heads rescheduled so okay um you know i'm flexible if you want to reschedule to have the mystery guest thing going no no this was really just a because you guys know each other it's sean
1: oh sean nelson's the best
0: i know well again i know we should i don't know what happened he said he had a little mini crisis so
1: yeah yeah i know he's got some stuff going on in nashville so
0: oh okay well i'd love to get him i thought it was gonna be a little reunion from our uh Everless Brilliant screening that we did 20 years, 30 years ago.
1: <laughs> Back when dinosaurs were on the earth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was a positive memory, and I don't know if you recall, but actually Lynn called in for that Q&A.
1: Oh, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Amazing. So it was, uh, it was, it was the kind of mensch, whatever the female version of mensch, female, yeah. she was. Yeah, she would like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that must have been uh, two thousand twelve.
0: Twelve. I mean, it was in, in anticipation of your sister's Sister, I think so. Right. So yeah, that was two thousand. Yeah. I mean, or I think it was the summer of two thousand and twelve because, well, I know I looked, <laughs> so I happened to. I have it in my. I had it in my calendar, so I took a look, and um, actually, it's funny. I think it's recorded, but it's the audio is really bad because I put a. I I iPhone next to us and then we must have used your phone or Sean's for the call in. Uh-huh. Because yeah, I had these photos of me holding a phone with Lynn and a microphone like this. I'll Oh, and it's just the bleeding edge of podcast technology ten years ago. Well it was with screening, you know. It wasn't I don't know I guess I had started the podcast around that a little before that but it wasn't even a podcast. It was, uh, when I started, it, it was internet radio. So it was, because awesome. podcasting, you know, hadn't really caught on quite as a popular medium yet. Like, right. you know, so, uh, but I was asked to join this internet medium and it was very Brooklyn related thing. So it's, uh, it was a cool, cool place um, and it had a studio. So it was really neat. You know, after a while it just did, as podcasting started to become a thing, it made sense to break off and do my own podcast. And I don't know who listens to internet radio now. I mean,
1: I will, I will tune in, but I found the stuff that I was listening to that I thought was live was actually pre-recorded mixes and stuff. So like, then it just became like, you just download the mix for the day or whatever, Um, or listen to KEXP
0: or. Right. I mean, I like the live component to it, which is like terrestrial radio, you know, it
1: is radio when that was going, that was the best.
0: I loved the radio, growing up on radio. It's like not the way people listen to content anymore. Well, how yeah. you been?
1: Okay, you yeah, know, crazy week. Um, but uh, all in all, doing all right. You know, we had like a week-long sort of informal Zoom shiva every night after for the week after Lynn passed away, and uh, and that was really comforting. It was a lot of really good people on it, and kind of a, just like every day, even if I was totally lost and didn't know what to make of myself like uh, at, you know, 6.30 jumped on for an hour with people in LA and New York and, and Seattle, most of a lot of Seattle. And it was mm-hmm. very healing and great. And, um, I totally, I totally get why a culture would come up with that, uh, ritual to let go of somebody. It's just nice to be around everybody and especially now with pandemic and everything. Um, so, you know, that this, it's been a few days since the week of that ended and, uh, it's it's good. It's weird. Yeah. my friends not around. It's
2: hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Cause I I actually lost my father, but it wasn't. Uh, during it was a couple like almost two months ago now. Um, I so hear that. Yeah, yeah, I saw
2: that. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: just during this period. So it it it, it 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 it's and then a good friend of mine's mother. She was very old. My dad wasn't. You know, he was old, but. Um, you know, uh, this, my friend's mother was even older by 10 years and she passed away Mm -hmm. and I did do a zoom, I did a shiva and a zoom funeral, which was, Mm -hmm. I just passed on that idea with my dad. I just thought, you know, let's, let's just do something for him when, you know, when we can get it together with people again. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know, but then, you know, when, when is that? And well, yeah,
1: I mean, uh, yeah. uh, How many months is that? I mean, the. the one sort of comforting thing is maybe like of course it's it's any death is horrible it's an extraordinary circumstance and then the one kind of thing about this is like everybody's already in an extraordinary circumstance like there's not really a precedent so it's kind of like yeah like at some point the dust is going to settle and and people are going to have their own they're still going to be in their grief however they are you know a friend you know, the other day said it was actually more important to him when his mom passed away that what helped him more was the people that were still checking in or came in out of the blue three months later mm-hmm. that was that was easier and more meaningful for him because everybody just like poured in with condolences and was right on top of it for the week or two afterwards and then once it started to get quiet from the friends and neighbors then it then it got hard for him so
0: yes that 's yeah. the whole thing about it and i as a somebody I reached out to uh, uh, Megan and uh, I, re- I just sent her a note initially, Megan Griffiths about just, cause you know, she's a friend and I just, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to reach out to her. And then I said, then I felt kind of s- sleazy because I, I sent up another one. I said, you know, I'm going to do a podcast thing to
2: mm-hmm. commemorate
0: her. And, and I didn't hear back and I, I just checked with her again, just cause I just wanted to make sure she, you know, I, and I said, I totally, <laughs> whether you do it or not, my, my impetus is purely I mean, I did a thing where I put all the recordings together, sort of like her, her partner did with his podcast. Mm-hmm. But I, I, um, I, I, I just I hate the idea of, you know, like a week or two or three or a month or two going by, and then it's just, you know, it's just a mem. I, I you know, I just like the idea of, ch- just keeping her memory, you know, alive. She was so special, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. Megan and I talked about that. It's just like it's it's, al- it's already yes difficult to put someone like her in the past tense. Like it doesn't work for me just yet.
0: Yeah, no, I can't imagine you're much closer. Yeah,
1: so it's it's actually pretty helpful to um,
0: yeah. How many films you know? did you do with her, by the way? And it,
1: you know, I think it was. I know I could go and easily look it up. It, it was everything from two thousand, almost everything from. 2005 to 2014. Okay. Uh, and so I think it's seven features, maybe. I'd have to look. I, I feel like if I look, it's gonna make it like finite, like it's not gonna grow. You know, I know it's never, we're not gonna work together again, but I, okay. yeah, but I feel like if I look at it and put the number down, then that's the final number, and I don't want it to be that, but yeah, I, think have... it's, I think it's seven features and two series, a ton of music videos and shorts and little experimental things, and yeah, a lot. <laughs> lot and then we were just like you know we were just good friends like in between all the oh of course the movie making and during the movie again you know super, yeah. everybody knows it's collaborative medium but um you know she was she was the ultimate collaborator so it's kind of like your wives your, your lives and your you know your relationships and everything just all get you know you're part of each other's lives and you're trying to make and, these and, things
0: and to do it so many times and so often you know that uh, intimacy is uh, it's, a, it's you're just you know it, it's uh part of your great, it's part of your fiber after a while because you're yeah you yeah, yeah. And especially
1: like yeah with her she was all about being vulnerable and finding emotional connection with people through uh, yeah
0: you mm-hmm. know what it's funny because uh you talk about it like that you put in those specific words because i dug up one other thing i dug up nope that's uh is that your or me
1: I think that's you. Um.
0: Sorry, <laughs> no, that's. I don't know the, the world movie. we live in now. I've never <laughs> successfully. I've never. That's the one thing I've. I've got. I just haven't figured out is how to disable alerts and stuff while I'm on one of these things. I got to spend some time on it. Just Google it, I guess, is all you have to do. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: uh,
0: yeah. Um, preferences or something. I, the first time I interviewed Lynn, and um, wasn't the first time I met her because I met her at the New York at the rerun premiere. Of we go way back, which oh, wow. of course came out probably after Hump Day or after.
1: Uh, I think it probably did because yeah, yeah that movie that yeah. kind of was in a little bit of a, a you know a weird limbo,
0: uh, yeah,
2: a limbo, yeah, yeah, for a
0: bit. So I met her then at that. Re- she was just so warm, and uh, and I so I went to the opening night of that, and then I met her at for your sister sister press day. They had it at this hotel anyway. So you should listen to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, tell, because
0: it's down. it's well, you. First of all, you come up. Um, well. So I to see. I had we had met uh, at, at South by, or maybe my. Oh no, no. By then we did that screening, so I knew you pretty well already. So yeah. I asked her because your 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 films, your stories are so intimate, and they're always about usually about a couple of people, at least a lot of the earlier ones. Yeah. You know, and. Um, how do you create a, an environment on the set that is um allows people to be vulnerable? And and that's pretty much all we talked about in that whole so it's worth listening to because she talks about that and who she why she casts, how she casts and everything else. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah,
1: so. that's like her the strongest point with her. She's the she's the best at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've run out, I mean, at at this point, I just, uh, you know, I don't really, I didn't really put a lot of thought into how this would play out. I could ask you though, about your film, because you did get a theatrical, just squeezed it in, did you not? With-
1: Oh, with Bananas Plant. We were due to open in 52 theaters Oh u uh, s and canada on uh, april twenty oh. the- seventh so
0: far from Mark. Oh my <laughs>
1: God. yeah 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 um you know it's not a problem though we had a day and date, so the the digital kind of saved us and actually like I, I I grew up in a very like my family are all medical people, a very like medical family um doctors and nurses and physical therapists and medics and all that stuff and um and so I think i was pre programmed to very quickly just put my brain in like this is a problem, wait, this isn't a problem, this pandemic is the problem, like, I have nothing, you know, this is a movie, this is the world, and so, you know, I was upset and bummed uh, at the Mm -hmm. loss of the theatrical, but uh, it was very easy for me to, and very quick to, like, categorize, you know, the catastrophe, and kind of, you know, I'm not gonna complain about, like, a comedy that's, you know, not being released because people are really getting sick
0: and getting together. You'll, You'll always have that Woodstock screening anyway which i'm sure makes up for it The with the gentleman who was doing your q a with you at least the one i was at <laughs> it
1: was very it's very funny which did you it to, were you at the one in the town of woodstock or the one over oh. in saugerties
0: was it i think it was in, yeah it was the saugerties yeah, yeah. That, friend, theater with, that, that with my son and everything he really he really really liked your movie so yeah yeah that was
1: i love that little theater that was cool
0: yeah no me too I, yeah. I I hope it I hope it's still around. I, I'm actually oh supposed God. to move to Socrates. Um I was planning on pulling up my roots here, and uh, at least for the wow. for a period of, of going north for a little while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, nice to yeah, join the. I mean,
1: it's well, hard. I have a lot of friends in New York City, and if if the city as a resource is shut down, yeah. Well, you know why are people paying exorbitant amounts of money to live there until it opens again? But also, I I want the city to be Vibrant and awesome, and the city I love, and I want people to stay. But I get it, you know.
0: Well, I'm a, what I'm hoping happens because I feel like the city sold out a little bit in the last ten years. But what I'm hoping happens is this is me growing, having grown up here, so take it yeah. with grain of, you know. So you're you're a Brooklyn guy.
1: Were you were born in Brooklyn.
0: No, actually, I was born in Queens, uh, mm. but I lived in Brooklyn from '87 to '93, and then again in 2000 and uh, I don't remember exactly the years 2004. Yeah. You know, for a bunch of years. So a lot of years in Brooklyn, but you know, it's like, I'm hoping what will happen is after New York kind of comes up again, because it always does, you know, whether it be in a year or two or three, I don't know how long it's going to take to kind of get things back on track financially and everything else. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's like, you know, it just a little bit like back to like things are, I don't know. It's like all the great bars or restaurants and places that so many have not been able to keep up and certainly not after this prolonged period And I'm just hoping, like, I don't know how you do it, but you can't keep escalating the rents for everybody. It's just, you know, I I don't know. I I don't know if you're turning back, but uh,
1: it'll be. Yeah, it's not a, um, I don't think it's a system that's designed to, uh, it's a system (laughs) that's designed to, like, cyclically sustain itself. But if the bottom falls out, I don't, you know, but also, like. That city, you know, my dad grew up in Queens and like he oh. bailed in the 70s when, that, when the city was just going under and like you think about how bad New York City was in the 70s and into the early between 70 to 78. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that was the best art and the best music that ever came out of that town. <laughs> you know, like, it, like it, yes, those rents are going to have to come down or those buildings are going to stay empty and people oh. are going to rent them for whatever they can and all of a sudden you got a whole other loft scene somewhere or, like, you know. It, it'll happen. It's just it's hard to foresee it. But if you think about what this country's gone through with the worst possible times, it always comes back. And New York City's, you know, it's the, like vanguard point for culture and music and all that stuff.
0: And you're in, in LA right
1: now. I am. I am in LA. I, I mean, yes, I'm. I'm an upstate New Yorker by by birth, and my dad's from, my dad's from deep Queens, um, but uh, you, I've been. Where did you
0: grow up? I think we talked about this, but it, remind me where yeah. you grew up.
1: Well, I, I was born in Syracuse, but I, um, uh, when I was four, we moved up way, way, way up to the Adirondacks. So yeah, I grew up in far uh, far. Yeah. Aranac Lake, which is about an hour, 15 minutes south of Montreal. Kind of yeah. Pretty, pretty far up. It's, it's a drive. If you got in your car right now, it would be like six hours. How scene. many? There. Six.
2: Yeah. 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 I've
0: done four that drive. I've done that drive. Yeah. I may yeah. do it right now. I may pretty take sure your advice. sure you do it in five. I may yeah. it, take your advice. I, there is a car downstairs, and I can just hop right in it. My son is in L.A. right now. Jacob went to uh, last week. He, his mom came in. You know, my ex-wife worked with Lynn, too. Really? Yeah. Um, on one, which film? On, no, it wasn't a film. It's on the current series that she's on, which is... Oh, uh, oh she's on Little fires. No, The Morning Show. Same uh, yes. Same star, Reese Witherspoon. Yes,
1: uh, yes, yes, yes. And Mark's on that show, and yeah, everybody's on that show.
0: Yeah, Mark, that's right. Mark's on there, and uh, it's a popular show, so she has scenes with Mark. Anyway, she she did one or two episodes with Lynn, so right. I, which you know, I said, oh, uh, I didn't say say hi. Yeah. He's like, oh, I see you're working with Lynn. She goes, yeah. So when I got the email with the news, I was like, she Karen was here because she came in to get the kids and bring them back yeah. to Los Angeles, so she was staying here, and uh, we were both really just you know. Really upset, um, yeah. and uh, but yeah. So, but it's nice also to. I'm glad she got to know her um, professionally like that. You know,
2: yeah, and, and, pretty so, amazing.
0: So they're there now.
1: Are you trying to keep it in the Catskills, like your your new place?
0: Well, that's a good question. I guess I need to. I would like. I think it probably makes sense to stay le- relatively close to the city, um, which I still kind of consider even that Woodstock, Saratoga's area. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, for the summer anyway, even if it's just temporary going into the fall, I would be opening, I would open my look, I guess I would. But the the nice thing is this place is, you know, it's owned by, a, the, actually she was with me. I don't know if you remember, I was there with my son and also another friend. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Older friend. And she yeah. she actually owns a couple of properties in that Saugerties area. She lives there. And this great. Great place looked really nice. And it sounded like somebody was leaving, but he's, you know, he's, it's taking longer than, than what I was hoping for. So we'll see what happens. You know, I just have, you know, my stuff and I thought moving it up there would be easier than some other kind of trek to the West coast or something, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 And I think if you, if you've got an infrastructure in New York city and you were, yeah, you have a car that's pretty easy to get to Metro North, you, you know, it's.
0: Yeah. I won't have a car anymore. It's uh the leftover from my father, which I have to ah. divest myself of. But yeah, I'll, I'll eventually have to do that. To, to, but I'm figuring yeah, it out. Cars are
1: cheaper up there. Owning a car is cheaper up there. Everything's, everything's oh, cheaper sure. up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the rent was, re- I mean, it will allow me to really save and put money aside again, you know? Yeah. Um, so that that's a priority, too. Yeah. Um It's like impossible to do that in New York City, <laughs> I ought to tell you. I noticed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. I know I never like full on dove. I mean I lived in New York for you know on and off for years but only as I was working. So I would show up and be there for like 5 or 6 months mm-hmm. and working and making money but uh I I never bit the bullet because I it was just yeah, it was just hard and and I think just the age I was at it was like there was two recessions in a row and no work and yeah, so it was it made more sense to move out to the West Coast and yeah, not have to, you know. I'd spend like four hundred twenty-five bucks a month in rent and <laughs> pocket the rest, and you know, enjoy yeah. myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, that was another potential thing, but there, my my. After she finishes the next season, she's going to be coming back this way. So if I go out there, it would just be oh. for a few months. So I, I need to kind of think a longer plan. Yeah, I wouldn't mind moving out there if, it, if it, there was a permanent version of staying out there, but yeah. I don't yeah. think that's the case.
1: Or even if it was just for, like, the winter, you know, if you were sick of a New York winter, you could.
0: Yes, uh, and I am. But, <laughs> but I, I think in New York City, also... I think New York City winter. I don't know that I, I mean, I could, I went this year without any snow in New York, yeah. and um, other than a couple of flurries, and there was nothing, there was nothing. So it was really a very mild winter in general, and. It was fine, you know. It's it's just being in the city. I think I just need a, a mental break. I've been here a long time, and I'm 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 edged a little too edged, especially the idea of another potential quarantine, which is likely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's. I think. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an epidemiologist, but that's coming. Those numbers are going up.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you as, associated with a school, like a film school, or anything like that at all?
2: Um,
1: not, not really associated. You know, I, I graduated from Ithaca College, so uh, upstate New York again. Um yep. And, uh, and you know, I, I was there in kind of a cool year. You know, I was there in '95 to '99, and um, it was a very like we we shot everything on film. We we were shooting from day one. It was a lot mm-hmm. of celluloid, and um, and then towards the end, a lot of us were shooting on film, cutting on the habit. So I was there like that's sort of symptomatic of like the time of um, the genesis design. of like digital technology, you sure. know. Totally, yeah. Right at the end of my time there, they they uh, pulled a few of our graduating class in for like the, uh, there was an Apple representative who came to demonstrate oh. the first version of Final Cut Pro. Like that's the sort of
0: era of film. You were really there for the beginning of the wave in that sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, ask,
0: yeah. I was asking because I've been, I'm, I'm working on with Filmmaker Magazine to do their- oh, film, cool. Yeah, to do their film school edition. Which once a year, so Mm -hmm. I'm reaching. I've been reaching out to like every school that has, you know, a real film program.
1: Oh, I think that's great. Yeah,
0: I think I'm almost certain they're on my list. I'm not going to check right now, but um, yeah,
1: there's some good. There's some good. Like uh, it's a very strange. uh, Like it's a really diverse uh, kind of realm of Ithaca alumni that stuck with film, at least from my era. There's like there's just if you start if, yeah, if you want to we can get into it sometime. But it, yeah, there's just some there's some like really successful people in in kind of random edges of the film and TV world that you wouldn't expect. Um mm-hmm. so it's it is like I know I love that movie maker issue when it comes out every year about film schools because it's you, you kind of see it. the trends of who's doing what. But um what's interesting is if you look at kids that went to Ithaca, I say kids, but kids that went to Ithaca 20 years ago, um it's a very uh, the the types of success are very different than the like the reader of movie maker that's like I want to go to the place and be the next Scorsese or like, I want to go to the place that like is going to show me how to do experimental personal narrative doc stuff or you know it's just like I think I taught you everything and then when I look at the people that came out of there and kind of stuck with it mm-hmm. they really kind of did everything really yeah yeah it- and there's 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 kind of like big there's big like old school um, alumni as well like Rod right. Serling. Was a teacher there and has his archives there. Rod Serling? Um, yeah. Wow. Rod Serling like a Twilight Zone. Yeah.
0: yeah no screenwriter I mean uh you know one of the great great screenwriters back in the days of live live television when they were you know I mean uh, before Twilight Zone mm-hmm. you, you know. Wow yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I'm just I'm just kind of pulling all my information together and uh so I couldn't remember if you because I, and I then as an extension of that question I was like well what are you doing from going stir crazy because yeah. if you have to be in order to do your job you have to be on the set yes
1: yes I well it's this has been kind of a weird blessing maybe I don't know I. You know, uh, this the pandemic hit and the lockdown hit in California really fast, like, especially in Los Angeles. They were just like, you're staying home, everybody stays home. You know? yeah. um, and uh, I had I had not really had, like, real time off in years. Oh, wow. You know, like, I'd have a few weeks between projects or I would have a few, like, maybe a month of downtime, but it was always tempered with this, like, freak out about where the next job was going to come from.
0: Oh, and, and never, to, yeah, never enough time to just sort of you know, exactly. Right, Diffuse de- or whatever, you yeah,
1: know, like fully decompressed. So, decompress. so once this happened, it was sort of like, all right, well, nobody's doing anything. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it was just like, I finally had time to relax. It was, it's actually, you know, it's, I mean, once you, you kind of have to selectively engage how much your brain deals with, uh, the, the greater problems of the world and what's going to happen to economy an economy and a, an industry that is not needed, but is, you know, like the film industry like historically is like uh survived some pretty horrible stuff you know like the great depression like it was like the one thing that seems to have kept going was the film industry but um i just i just don't know how that's supposed to look like financially so if i can put those things out of my head the day-to-day is actually pretty great like i'm you know los angeles is a, 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 a my version of los angeles we live in a uh we rent a house that's like big enough for my girlfriend and i and our dog and like it's totally productive and lots of books and lots of like blowing through master classes and reading uh, all the time and watching movies and um, Mm -hmm. a couple times a week jumping on like a zoom call with people and having almost like a book club for some movies and Mm -hmm. it's it's not wasted time I wish I was one of those people that was just like I wrote 14 screenplays you know like I saw that that article about Soderbergh and he wrote like four screenplays in the first few weeks like he's like I'm just gonna write and like I wish I was that guy I wish I could have just done that but I uh I needed to sleep like the first two weeks of this thing, and then I wrote. You
0: know, I wrote four screenplays.
1: You so. did good for you. Yeah. How are they?
0: Uh, I they they seem pretty brilliant. I have to. I'm you know. <laughs> now now I, it's yeah. just you know I know I'm a little subjective, with the mm-hmm.
1: you no, know. you just got to get on a Zoom call with your lit agent. And-
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, right. soda birds.
1: Lord, uh, yeah. I mean, he
0: really retired, so I'm sure. I, I love it. I yeah. Uh, out afterwards.
1: It's so good. I'm not going to make it on the movie if he's just making movies left and right.
0: I know. I love it. I never took yeah. it too seriously to begin with, but any more than I did Cher's farewell tour 10 years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched an episode of Soderbergh's um, YouTube talk show. That's it, I can't tell if it's like a talk show and um, like uh, uh, pushing his uh, Bolivian liquor or whatever, but it's, it, it's
0: great. What? Really? Yeah. Who's he, he really having there? I haven't seen this. I can't believe how many. I've I
1: watched a, it as a couple episodes ago. I'd have to. i to go back into my,
0: my no YouTube browser I, history. I, I, it's funny because I just find I find so many of these. You know, everybody's doing stuff um, now on YouTube. So it's like um, concerts from home, or you mm-hmm. know. Something. And there's so many people who are using they're just doing DIY talk shows and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you know, as an extension of podcasts and everything. uh So, so I, I sort of it's just all kind of diluted into a puddle of stuff, you know. So I, I, but I figure if I just keep just doing it, you know, like I always did in a way. But yeah. The one good thing about the one one other good thing for a podcaster is now that Zoom has become part of the culture so much is uh, like I'm getting, uh, i was supposed to get Josefina, Josephine Decker tomorrow. Oh, nice. Now she rescheduled yeah. uh, for Shirley, but I have Michael Stuhlberg doing it. There's some strange woman walking back and forth. Yeah, I don't
1: think you've met Zan before. <laughs> Who? Zan, Adam, Adam, Zan.
3: Hello, Adam. Hi, How nice to meet you.
1: It's nice um, to meet Adam you. I'm We've oh, yeah. done these for a bazillion years, yeah. How do you do? <laughs> I did. Hi, what, you. What's Jeff. your What's your name?
3: I'm Zan Aranda. Zan, you mm-hmm. nice.
1: might have seen one of.
3: Zan Alexandra.
1: I might have seen now. Fever Year.
3: I directed the Andrew Bird documentary in 2011 called Fever Year that premiered at New York Film Festival.
0: Wait which one? Fever Year. Fever Year. Oh, I haven't seen that one.
3: I can send you a Vimeo screener.
0: Do you mind? That'd be great. I don't mind at all? Yeah, it's great. Oh, I, I, that.
3: <laughs> I made it so long ago. I almost forgot I made it. So it's right. nice to remember. Well, I
0: to look forward to that. So we don't need this guy. You can sit down and take over. Yeah, now. right. Just done. <laughs> that, in a sense, that's what we're, uh, well, you should, uh, uh see, yeah, definitely send that. It, uh, I'm sure yeah. Ben. Ben can oh. give you my... Uh, i send it yeah. to Ben,
3: and he can send it to you. Yeah, yeah enjoy. Perfect. Send it to anybody you want. Um, Andrew commissioned the film, but chose not to release it. So I ran it in 92 festivals.
0: Andrew who?
3: Bird, who it's about. Oh. oh, the musician Andrew
0: Bird? Yeah. Oh, nice. I love him.
3: He commissioned and owns it, and chose not to release it. So I ran it in 92 festivals, and then now I freely give the screener to anybody who has <laughs> Also because somebody ripped it online and it's a really shitty file. So I'm happy oh, to
2: yeah.
0: on a good file.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, you guys have probably been at the same festivals and stuff over
0: the years, I'm sure. Possibly, I suppose. I'm, you know, last year I did a bunch. But yeah, I, I'm not, I some years I'm, I don't do as many as you might think. Yeah. But, uh, now I hey. could, except I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We all could right now. We all have the time.
0: Except... <laughs> yeah, no. And we wouldn't if we could do that. But then we wouldn't have yeah. time.
2: Oh, a gift
1: to right? yes. you know, I still had some like Strangler festivals coming in for Banana Split but they're all like we're gonna go online this year and I was like oh, our release kind of beat you to that but
0: how many how many festivals did you end up doing with Banana Split?
1: A lot. Uh,
0: I have lost track. I think, think, yeah. I, think I love that when people do the
3: I'll <laughs> nice meeting <laughs> you have to get back to work.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah I'm, running, to work.
3: I'm running a global six-part Netflix series during a oh. pandemic, so I'm I'm one of the only busy people. <laughs> oh.
0: yeah, I uh, was talking to a, somebody the other day who's doing a, an HBO thing with Liz. Do you know Liz Garbus? Anybody? Not
3: personally, but yeah, I know she is.
0: She's terrific. Anyway, she's doing a, uh, a an HBO docu series. Um, so I was I was uh, with like three other directors. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. So they were definitely really busy. I'm like, wow, it's just (laughs) because they got on, like, you know, tail end of some of them, like you did, I guess. Yeah,
3: Yeah. luckily, we got five episodes with one half shot. So we've been just editing, which is also a struggle during the pandemic, but we've been
0: editing. What's the name of the project?
3: Called My Love. It'll be out on Netflix. It was going to be this fall, but probably in the spring.
0: Next spring,
3: 2021.
0: Yeah. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, maybe we'll talk then I'm serious
3: game. nice to meet you I'm sorry I have to skip that. Oh, you're all
0: good okay and with any luck the pandemic will be continuing through the spring yeah <laughs> everybody can watch it right when it comes out the
2: likelihood is high yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Nice, nice meeting you <laughs> what do you see in her <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no I know right really scraping I <laughs> no wonder you like being home all the time she's lovely yeah, She's bad. <laughs> Well, that was nice. We got in to talk about that. And then, uh, what, uh, so, and Banana Split, how many, You just tons of festivals?
1: Tons, yeah. We, I did like a year and a half of them. Um, and uh, we did a, a couple of bigger ones and then a ton of little tiny ones, which was yeah. good, kind of the best because I, I sort of spent a lot of time doing those anyway. And I really love those, going through those as a DP for stuff. And so it was nice to sort of revisit some alumni kind of festivals. As a,
0: like, was as a Woodstock considered a small one then? How does that? Rank. Woodstock
1: to me was—I mean, Woodstock to me was always sort of a big one. I think it was one of those like little, like uh, under the radar big festivals. Like the, the first time I went to Woodstock, I feel like I was there with nights and weekends, and maybe Swanberg, Swanberg and, and Gurley. And no, no, actually, I went with—I um, went with uh, yes, nights and weekends, but also with the freebie. And maybe it was the same year. Oh, I can't yeah. even. remember.
2: Speaking of yeah,
1: Austin, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, but um, I, that was I, I remember going to the the final night party for that festival, and thinking like, oh my god, this is like a huge, this is like a big industry festival. Like, why isn't anybody? Talking I about didn't
0: it? feel that it. You know, the thing about it, it's funny you say that because um, I never go to the award ceremony, and I went this year, this last rather last yeah. year for the first time, yeah. and um, it was like I was like, wow, this huge banquet hall, kind of you know, big Restaurant. Awesome. and just so many people were in there and they had such a splashy, expensive ceremony. And um, I was realizing, you know, when you're going through it and you're kind of flitting around from these one little theater to another, you're not realizing the, the scope of everything at that theater. You're gigantic. Like, so yeah. Pretty big, you're right, Dave.
1: Yeah, there's so many theaters and like there was, I never had trouble getting into a screening. I had trouble getting from screening to screening because there was so right. many yeah. And the theaters were so spread out, and it like it's it really is like it's a huge undertaking, and it's right. And the I don't know, the people that and Myra and Laurent like the, have, that's an amazing crew they have. Yeah, it's, it's a huge production, and yeah, I don't know. I always have like a you know, I didn't come from that part of upstate New York, I came from the, the no. part of upstate New York that maybe kind of like right taken a mix for a little too long, you know, <laughs> like it's a little rougher, and that like that kind of stuff didn't really happen. I, I grew up near Lake Placid, and Lake Placid now has something they call the lake placid film forum which is it's a film festival but it's it's kind of centered around screenwriting and very,
0: oh, yeah, and very it makes no sense like. a retreat because you know how do you i can't you know when you're not in an area where you have city um i don't know like what do you call it? um infrastructure like, yeah the ripple around the like as far up even as you know woodstock where you, do, yeah. you still have a lot of people coming in from new york and and as well as the local uh, towns are still pretty. It's not rural. Let's put it that way. So I think in oh, rural yeah. areas very hard to pull off something like that. Or if you're kind of so isolated, even the Finger Lakes is somewhat isolated, right? So, oh, but uh, uh, I I mean, those big two I mean, big, big schools. Up there. There are a bunch of schools though, which helps. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, my point being, I think it's when you're up in like you're talking about the Adirondacks. It's kind of, I could see it by a little bit more challenging trying to do a f- proper festival.
1: I mean, you know, I told you it's a six-hour drive.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're not going to get the New York City people, except for you know, the filmmakers.
1: And there's a flight uh, twice a week that goes out of Boston. But, oh, you know, right. it's like you have to fly to Burlington, Vermont, or Albany, and then drive. You know, it's not... No, it's not practical. It's, you know, it's not practical. It's beautiful. It's right. gorgeous. Yeah. And it's, you go yeah. up there because you like mountains and, and state parks. and yeah, It's amazing. But uh, it's... Uh, I think it's a, a hard sell. That being said, like if you know, when I was applying to festivals, I was with Banana Split. I was really applying to places that I wanted to go to. You know, like I put a lot of money into applying to places that were kind of random and off the beaten path because I wanted to see them. You know,
0: did you go to um, what's the uh, damn it? Oh, yeah, the festival. It's in the spring. I guess uh, um, on the island, off Massachusetts. Uh, I, oh, yeah. not Martha's Vineyard.
1: I went to Woods Hole in the summer. Oh, I
0: know Woods Hole. That's at the end of Cape Cod. Yeah,
1: great. It's a great yeah.
0: festival. I know, I know. Yeah. I've, I've been meaning to go to that when I have a friend who lose out there, too. So I'm, I'm going to definitely try to go once things open up again. Yeah. Prize. But, you know, it's funny because there's going to have to be, you'd feel like the festivals probably have to, no. Yeah, well, the production side is, is going to lag, but there will always be enough films, right, or things to do for a festival. So maybe they just have a smaller version the first year when they're back. Because yeah. it, it's not right because the festivals are going to be relying it's on a bunch of batch of films.
2: <laughs> and, well, and yeah, and if,
0: I nobody's thinking like, them right now.
1: You know, if you if you market a, a nonprofit festival as a cultural event, you kind of have to deliver the cultural event part, right? Which means, right? You know, if you're from a small place, it's like you know, if I was living in when I was in Ithaca, if they had had like an Ithaca Film Festival back then. I would have been the most excited for the directors they were going to be bringing in, and the the people that were in the movies, and like, like a lot of the appeal of a rural or like a smaller city festival is the fact that like you're bringing people in, and you're taking this idea of like, oh my God, somebody made a movie, and it's actually a real person like me that has to like think about rent and kids and balancing everything and still making movies. Like, the best part about going to a film festival for me was how accessible it made. Uh, a professional and, and artistic lifestyle choice, and like um, that would be the big, the big draw for a small city uh, or a remote or a destination kind of festival would be the 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 event they could put on, and part of that would be the people they could get there. And and yeah, with with the COVID changes, you just don't know what that's going to do to transportation and logistics, and you know how do you how do you not fill slash fill a hotel, yeah. <laughs> you know. And like, how do you not fill slash uh, fill a screening? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm really curious to see what happens. You know, I hope it's I hope there's real events and find a way to make it happen. Yeah, I miss I miss um, I miss talking in lobbies after movies. Like, I'm my favorite.
0: Oh, I love
1: doing Q and A's at the screening, but I really love like bumping into people that were at the Q and A and didn't get a chance to ask a question and want to talk or
0: and you know, that, well, what's... it's not so surprising because it's usually about twenty minutes or so after the screening where you start actually your feelings are starting to become thoughts and yes. that you can articulate. Whereas usually if I'm blown away by a film, I'm sitting in the theater afterwards, uh, like the more intense the film, the more I want to just not be in the Q and because I have nothing to contribute at that moment while it's sinking in. And then also, I don't want to hear other people pontificating, even though there are some people that are very good at doing it and some great, movies, yeah. you know, and I've done a lot of them myself. So I know, uh that, that it's uh so yeah i can understand that uh, yeah the whole informality of festivals is so important to it the accidents of meeting people and running into them and having lounges it's really you know it's one of the reasons i love also maryland because there's yeah. that they have that um hospitality i guess they call it same at woodstock exactly yeah. same. that building is yeah. beautiful because you just sit there grab a food and next thing you know you're having a great conversation
1: yeah that so, was amazing yeah and uh that, that was a good festival for us because uh, like um annie hart had i mean she yes annie done a couple of film things and she was you know her her old band was in the new twin peaks so she kind of like she wow. has been around that stuff but she had never really been to a festival like that like she'd been to tons of music festivals as either as right, Annie Hart right, or,
2: yeah or right but
1: i remember like we were kind of packing up on the last day and she was like this was so awesome like you know we were at that final Dinner, and she had met Tom Quinn and Harula Rose, and all these people that we'd been palling around with all week, and also gotten to see their movies and really loved them. And yeah, you know, it really was like, I think it's different than being in a green room on the Warp Tour or something. Like it's just a different thing. Or you know, if you're a band playing like the fifth stage at Coachella, it's it's different than like going to Woodstock Film Festival, and everybody's palling around.
0: And the people are, and the most so many of those people are just so down to earth, and yeah. You know, nobody's it's looking. hard to get there. Everybody's, everybody's kind of struggles and is always looking for money and not distribution. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never ending. So it's it's hard to get too much of a head, you know, about, yeah, you know, yeah. pretty down to earth, you know, especially places like. And that's why it's, I, I do like going there for that, you know, and it's an excuse to be up there. So maybe this year, because I saw Myra looking at a, Myra looking at a, a drive-in so they're maybe they're oh, thinking of some alternative contingency to, you know, their typical festival. Uh, I don't know. She just posed in front of a, a screen.
1: I feel like there was a, um, I feel like there was a drive-in in Rhinebeck at one point. Like, I think it was on the the uh, east side of the Hudson. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. I mean, we yeah. haven't done the drive Like, Dan and I keep talking about, like, trying to do the drive-in, and there's, like, one or two of them that are open in L.A., and they have to keep the cars distant,
0: and, Yeah, um, Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Again, another opportunity for the return, like a little bit of turning back the clock. I'm not asking for, you know, a lot, but it wouldn't be a nice, a few tweaks to when things were a little simpler, a little quieter, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I miss uh, some of that, you know, and maybe the world is forcing it back on us to slow it down, dial it back a little bit.
1: It's been very quiet and smog free here, it's amazing. Like it's you know, like yeah. they slowly started opening some things back up about a week and a half ago, and like the smog came back pretty quick. But Ugh. there was almost two straight months there where the sky was—it was like what you think of when you
0: think of California sky. Amazing. I, I you can drink like a uh, sewer water here, just just you know, just lean over the sidewalk curb and take. Oh. It's perfectly clean now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The and um, the rats you can. You know, domesticate them. You can tame them like to... black movie. Yeah, they're 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 free of vermin. They're no longer considered vermin. They're off the vermin. You can get your, your uh,
1: rat breakers license. You can start
0: <laughs> trading <laughs> them. I was gonna uh, just ask as the last thing maybe, and, yeah. and uh, is that you uh, banana split? We talked about all the festivals, but is it on? Uh, so obviously yeah. on Apple Movies.
1: It's on. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. It's on Apple iTunes. TV. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, um, and it is on Voodoo. Those are the ones I know for sure. Okay. Um, and then, you know, eventually it's going to open up to the sort of, the you know, the more traditional uh, ends up on a, on a, a service true. that I have. But you can, it's yeah, you can buy one. Chip. on demand,
0: obviously. For those that still a cable,
1: you can also yeah. put
0: it on cable, I Yes,
1: you can do, yeah, you can do uh, P yeah. on cable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. It's out there. Um, yeah, no, I hope, I hope people still watch it. We're, we're doing like sort of a second wave of PR, a little more like fun and games with a cast kind of PR just to spread the word. And you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been nice. Like, I'll, you know, I, I try not to get too bogged down and press for it, but um, the, the press that I would have really paid attention to as a consumer was all really nice to us. Like the, the reviews that I kind of cared about were positive and the, and the, the reviews that we got then were like, sort of like, it wasn't that critics thing. It was all stuff that I do going into it. So it was kind of like, all right, well, it wasn't for them. So it's about as good as it could get.
0: Well, I want to thank you for, for accepting my uh, request that or just coming on and doing this again. I did want to talk again about Banana Split, but, you know, talking about Lynn and, and letting me in a little bit into your private world in that regard and your relationship with her.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, she's all over Banana Split. You know, like I learned so much about... Mm so much about setting the tone on a set and and, uh, working with actors and you know i came into i came into the industry as a dp on really 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 low budget stuff and um and uh and came out of a few situations where the producers were just like you have to make the day no matter what like they just it was just like this pressure to like get things in the can for little to no money and then lynn kind of came along and and just through our experiences together it was sort of like don't like forget the money forget the panic Uh let's just have a good time you know i don't think we knew it at the time but but we were probably trying to figure out how to create a space where our work life was uh indistinguishable from the sort of off time life and the things that made us happy Uh so you just kind of love going to work and for for a good decade there it's like summer camp every day with Uh your friends and you got you got a movie out of it and a career yeah (laughs) it's great and um so yeah without without watching lynn do her thing and and her and I like putting our heads together and wrapping our heads around logistical problems or or working with embracing the limitations of small budgets to, to be something that helps a movie rather than gets in the way of making it. Like Lana Split would be a very, very different experience if I hadn't met Lynn. Sure. Yeah. Have a nice evening and um Thank you. thanks for at,
0: having me on. It's go good ahead. to talk about her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope I run into you sooner than later.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I, you know, depending on how travel goes, I'll, I'll probably be heading back east for um, uh, my family. Still has a place up in the Adirondacks, so I oh. do a lot of fly fishing, and swim for like three weeks straight, and eat good food.
0: Would you typically go in the summer just for? Your, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For, I mean, for years I was shooting Red Oaks in New York City, and then oh
2: yeah,
0: well,
1: that's we'd true. wrap Red Oaks, and I yeah, I bumped into you I think when I was shooting it once, but um oh. Uh, yeah, I, I would wrap Red Oaks, uh, and it would be like 9,000 degrees in the city, and then I would do the required six-hour drive up north, and uh, and then get out of the car, and it would be like 75 degrees. I could just like jump in the lake and right. yeah, swim yeah. and like sail a little tiny sailboat and paddle canoes and
0: go fishing and right, um, learn how to
1: be a, learn how to be a person again.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't take long till you're out of a city where even the drive isn't so bad.
1: Oh yeah, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I love it. I love that drive. I miss it. And I, I love, I mean, I love the Catskills. I'm, I'm kind of jealous you get to move there. So, well, you know, another, another Lynn compatriot, Josh Leonard has a place in the Catskills. He's about to.
0: Uh, well, no, I, I don't, you know, it's funny because I was, I, I texted him on Facebook. I mean, I don't know if he's mm-hmm. checking or what. Um, it's definitely, I was trying to get, I thought I had his email because I was also, we, we, he did the podcast uh, when he did that Soderbergh, the that retirement years. He did Unsane. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsane. And so, so such a good we, use of him that's the best. We had done a screening of Off Hours um, once. I I did a Q&A with him. Hmm. So we knew each other from that a little bit and then um, and then he did the podcast much more recently and uh, been, you know but uh, I I wanted to invite him back on too but uh, I don't know if you have
1: uh, the, in the process of uh, heading back to New York with the, with the fam in tow like he's he's upstate
0: he is
2: up
1: there, yeah, yeah. So you guys might end up uh, in the same time zone in the same zip
2: code, even.
0: Yeah, no, and is uh, Allison right? That's his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Allison Phil Yeah, yeah. I th- she may know my 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 ex too. With, with that world. sounds like
1: they're probably they're probably working in the same circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well,
1: enjoy That's the rest on, yeah. of the day. I'll
0: let you go. Yeah,
1: great to hear from you. Thanks. All right. Nice see
0: you. All right. All right. We'll talk All right. soon. Okay. Take care. How are you? Good. Don't you look nice?
4: Well, I bathed today, so we're just, getting somewhere.
0: You're, you're ahead of the majority of Americans, as best as I could tell.
4: Yeah. And I have a cat in my frame, so that's always oh, a good oh. bonus. I
0: I am so, I love animals. I, I, I've been having a very, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, just a visceral desire to have. And like, you know, a pet, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have one. And uh, yeah, I, I'm about to move actually out of the city. Uh, so Ooh. Uh, But uh, you're getting a scoop, but when I settle in, I, I might, I might do it. But, you know, uh, my son moved out of the apartment last week and he's in Los Angeles now and i i don't even have him here so i'm i'm as lonely as i can be
4: no get a cat they're the best
0: i know wow. i love i do love cats i know how they can be very independent and not want to be bothered but when they do there's you know and they just curl up next to you or on your lap or something and there's nothing like it
4: they're so low maintenance too i really want a dog but um they're more high maintenance in my my husband Ben is less excited about the dog idea, so I but and he if when I'm working he's the one who has to do like primary care, so he has to get excited about it.
0: When did you guys get married by the way uh, March 14th I don't think I sent, said said uh, congratulations
4: oh thanks it's uh it was right it was it changed quite a bit from what our original plan was because it was right on the cusp of the uh, shutdown, so. Shotgun it, <laughs> well we planned it for a while it was supposed to be a big like 130 person wedding and it ended up being like 20 people on a beach which was oh, beautiful just
0: like three a uh, couple of days after we went into lockdown
4: yeah it was right it was like right before they did the stay-at-home order in washington
0: so it was on the coat on the, in washington on the beach is that what you're saying yep i think was- i did see a photo
4: yeah there was only i took a, a selfie and that's the only picture I have put on the internet because at some point I'm going to have the big wedding and I didn't want to ruin oh, the dress did. and everything for everybody who's coming to that.
0: Oh, because that was planned. So you want to get, it's also a gift to your family and friends, right? Doing yeah, that.
4: my dad wasn't with me. He couldn't walk me down the aisle. My sister wasn't there. It was like my, my husband's family lives in Seattle. So they were oh, there. But, right. uh,
2: and, right. and
4: then it was just close friends of mine who live here. Um, But we had to keep the guest list super small. So. Uh, it was different than a plant, but it was beautiful, and we'll do a big party at that point.
0: Good. Uh, that's good to hear. But you didn't know you were going to be s- – you didn't sign up for this either, though. You were being – your honeymoon being stuck inside yeah. – well, in a honeymoon, you are supposed to be stuck inside for –
4: Yeah, I wasn't expecting it for months on end, but it's been going fine. Um, and oh, like, I would have been in the middle of another – I would have done – a job in Boston and have been finishing a job in Vancouver by now. Um, and be really? to go off to another one in Boston in, Ju- in June. So like I had three jobs lined
0: Episodic up. Episodic stuff?
4: Yeah, that yeah. I'll just like sort of, may, may still happen down the road, I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, me too.
0: I have no doubt you'll get lots of work, you're talented. Oh, the kitty just sort of said, oh, who's that guy? What? Yeah, I'm talking about you. I think. She's pretty That's the best.
4: Star um, power.
0: You know, I just got off the phone with just before this. I don't ben like, my attorney. No, uh, well, uh, Ben Kesalke was yesterday. That was great. Um, yeah. No, I well, I I did actually get off the phone just literally with my ex and then before that, my at- attorney I had, I'm working with uh, uh, over. Financial legal issues with my parent, my father's estate, uh, and then. Uh, but before that, Michael Stuhlbarg. Michael Stuhlbarg. Michael Stuhlbarg, the actor.
4: I don't know who that is.
2: Do I?
0: Oh I, well, he's one of those actors that fades into his roles. He's most famous for his breakout role in the Coen Brothers' *A Serious Man*. That was him. Oh, and the main guy. He's in Josephine's new film. What? Oh,
4: cool. The main guy from Serious Man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him.
0: Um, he is great. You know, I just rewatched A Serious Man since it originally came out, just to just because uh, I just wanted to. Oh, I, 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 it's like I've been wanting to see it again anyway. But you know, who gets the time? So well, now we all do, I suppose. But uh, so I watched it again. And the, he's so good in that, and then he's great in Shirley. You know, he's great in that movie. I
4: can't wait to see Shirley. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh josephine was supposed to do it too but something happened i don't know maybe she just yeah. didn't want to. Be. Uh, and then um so that was exciting because he's been somebody i've wanted to bring on for a long time and so i love getting these character actors or you know that are you you know just kind of work a day but very talented and i, I just uh, they're all great you know so i could just do a show like that and i'm sure somebody is doing a show like that but um then once you're on the show, you realize, I guess I'm, I'm just going to be a character actor then. That's it. I have no other uh, thing to look forward to in my career because <laughs> I'm, I'm on the podcast with, that just does character actors. Uh, do you think like all character actors want to be leading men? I don't know. I
4: feel like I've heard stories. Well, he, I've, he, I've heard people interviewed and say they like having this slightly more uh, anonymous that, life right. but still get to be in movies every t- all the time. Although they have the thing where they're like, oh, you're that guy in that thing that I can't remember. Your name.
0: There's a documentary called uh, uh, That Guy and That Thing. Yeah, it was, it's just exactly like that. There's, it's a very good documentary about just guys like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, how do you, how do you uh, uh, I, I, I was going to say how do you transition, but I don't have to. I can just say thank you for uh, being open to, to talking, uh, uh, you know, I I, I emailed you just because I, you know, I I honestly, I just, um, you know, I I had suffered a recent loss myself and it, you know, but I don't know that I could have gotten on a podcast and talked about it, but, you know, um, but there's so many. We'll see how I do. do.
4: I don't know. But yeah, we'll see how I do. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, we don't have to necessarily go down that. In fact, Ben and I, we were talking about Lynn for a while and then we got onto other subjects, you know, because it's just, it's just too much. It's just, uh, you know, but I, I wanted to, I guess I, you know, I did this thing where I put up the few uh, recorded conversations I had with her and I put them up last week. I think you saw that. Um. And, but I also felt like, you know, that I, it's just so, it's such a, what's the word? It's like this trope or this, ritual and then we we do we put the show there and then we move on and and uh i i definitely did not want to ch- just to let it go at that i kind of wanted to keep the conversation going yeah and and let listeners you know reinforce this thing where people need to know who she was and what she how great um a filmmaker she was and you know and a, just a person and, and um somebody who created a very exceptional type of set for people to work on a very safe environment, you know?
4: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I, I don't know. So I have no questions. Um, okay. I have no questions. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. Now, I think, what, maybe you can remark on this. I heard that there was a, like a shiva type of thing where people went on and shared memories of about Lynn and, um, Mm-hmm. Did, you, yeah, did you participate I, in that?
4: I did participate in that, and I don't – I'd never done anything like that before, and I um, I definitely feel like it's something I might try to recreate um, and just steal from the Jewish faith blatantly. But um, I, it was so helpful to get – I mean, it's so hard to deal with a loss right now because, I mean, it's always hard, but it's also – weird to do it when you don't, you can't like go hug all the people that you would hug at a funeral or a memorial and like kind of be together in your grief. You have to do it in these sort of silos. And um, so having that space, even though it was just Zoom, which is like kind of associated with like meetings and happy hours and stuff, like it was just nice to be in a space where people could like, who were close with Lynn in various ways um, could just be grieving together and it wasn't always weeping or anything like that it was it was sometimes funny stories about the weird food she ate and sometimes it was it was uh you know heartfelt people crying and saying something that they missed about her you know it was just really um a lovely thing that really helped me quite a bit um get through my my grief, um, not that I'm through it, but it was helping me last week to kind of navigate that early stage mm-hmm. of uh, just devastation that I was feeling. So I really yeah. am grateful for it.
0: In a way, in, in some ways, um, and I, I, I did one of these myself recently, not for my, my dad who died, who, you know, uh, wow, it's almost, it's going to go on two months soon. It's mm,
2: incredible. Sorry.
0: Um, thank you. Uh, but I didn't. We chose. I just. We chose to postpone. You know. But I. A friend of mine's mother passed away, uh, who was much, old, even older than my father. Who she was in her 90s. It was not a, a sad story by any stretch. But I. What I. I almost feel like it gives you the opportunity. It's almost, in some ways, uh, more of an opportunity to settle back your home. You're in the comfort. You know. You can be. I don't know when you go to these things uh, sometimes in person which is typically how we've always done it. Although, except for those who can't travel, so it actually gives you more people the opportunity to participate in, yeah. in this process, right? Um, which is really great, but you can just take your time and be there with people. You don't have to rush off or, I don't, I don't know, right? Yeah. So I, 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 there seems to be an element of it, which is which is also has, there's a, almost a benefit to the, the Zoom version too. Maybe it's just an additional thing. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen after we're back to. Uh, you no,
2: know,
4: I would hope that there's some kind of way for everyone to be yeah. well, in one space to mourn. And, and yeah. yeah, probably a long ways off. I don't know when we're all gonna be in one space again in the near future. So, uh, it, so it was nice to have something that was in the meantime. And like I, I put together on um sunday of last week a uh, sing along in seattle that oh, yeah. was yeah because it was right after we would all heard and everybody was in such shock um and was so heartbroken um and it just felt like the thing i mean i i i guess i process things by sort of going in between like crying fits and and trying to be like incredibly productive but then I couldn't pick up anything that was uh, work stuff that I'd been doing before I'd heard so everything that I was doing to be productive last week was Lynn related stuff and my first instinct I was talking to some of her other friends like Lacey Levitt and um and just if you know Lynn used to have these backyard sing-alongs for her birthday it was one of her favorite things and she loved getting all of her musician friends and non-musician friends to just kind of come to her backyard, sit around the fire pit. People, some of them had instruments, most of us didn't. And just like you'd sing along to the songs you knew and not to the ones you didn't. And it was really very Lynn. It was like, she's the only one I know who, who ever did it. So it just felt like the thing to do right after hearing about this was to put that together. And I asked a couple of the guys who were often at those fire pits with their guitars and And, you know, seem to just like know every song off the top of their head, um, if they would be able to come to this sing-along. And um, I ended up putting it up on Zoom, too, for a bunch of people who were all over the place who wanted to be, uh, to wanted to have this outlet. And, you know, it was for, it was really helpful to sing um, and think about Lynn and sing songs that I knew she liked. And we all, like, some people, you know, people requested things and her, you know it some of her family were there and her son and um her husband of many years kevin seal um and it was just really felt appropriate to a appropriate way to sort of collectively mourn but you know of course we were six feet apart from each other and all wearing masks and it was it was still had that level of surreal surreality to it that was um very specific to the era we're living in but but it really was really nice, uh, and it, I mean, I hadn't seen that many people in my vicinity for so long. It was just like, even I was sort of tortured not to ha- be able to hug anybody. But it was uh, it was still lovely to sort of see, yeah, see the eyes of everybody and and to kind of connect, yeah. without a screen.
0: Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Where was that? Take where did you do that? In Seattle. In in like a your. your
4: we did it uh, at a park, okay, um, okay. It Makes that, sense. it's Gasworks Parks, it, it, it was a, it, it has a, it overlooks the Seattle skyline, it's right by Lake Union, and it, um, you know, it just felt like a good place that was accessible for everybody who might want to come, and uh, we could spread out quite a bit. Um, right. A lot of people ended up coming, um, more than I realized, I kind of turned around at the end and saw all these people, but we were, en- we ended up being, a lot of people kept calling us in because they were like, "They're gathering," <laughs> and you know, it, I, I, I think that people understood that it was a mourning situation, and like everybody was yeah. seemed very sad, and they, but but we still got reported a few times, and ultimately had to break it up. But it was like it was still really beautiful and and yeah. helpful to a lot of people, myself included.
0: Did Lena have a um, when she was younger? Did she? Uh, have a musician in the family or did she uh, want to be a musician or did she go to some sort of, was she a musician? I'm just trying to figure out what, 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 what that was, how that developed, you know, because. I
4: think she's just good at a lot of things. Like she was a really good singer and like just, she would call herself a frustrated rock star because she wanted to,
2: she
4: loved to get on stage and belt it out. You know, you would do karaoke a lot and like, yeah, uh, yeah, she's, was really good. (laughs) And yeah. Um, she loved these sing-alongs and it just was, she just made a video, um, for The Stranger or Seattle Weekly, um, that mm-hmm. they were, they've been doing this series called The Message to the City. So she did one of the first ones once we were in quarantine and it, they, they asked her to make a message for the city and basically she just got a bunch of her friends to sing into their cameras cause she, and she talked about how healing it was and helpful for her to sing loud and just like be it just like cleansed her. And so, yeah, so I'm, we just kind of, as a community, we just kind of took the advice that she had just given.
0: Um, yeah, Just it, you, uh, Was it? I was trying to figure out how to ask about this. Uh, uh, at any point, if you just don't want to talk about something, just let me know because I'm totally, okay. you know, t- totally can get that. I would be the same. mind. Uh, just, you had, so you, it, you had no inclination there was nobody knew that um she she was uh, so close to dying uh, that, that she had this blood it was a blood disorder essentially and so it happened
4: yeah i don't think anybody was anyone saw it coming i was texting with lynn yeah last week and it, you know she didn't know Fine. Like, like she was i was even like we we were pretty regular contact and um yeah. I'm pretty confident that there that she had no clue it was coming, and that people, most people around her just—I mean, she wasn't feeling well. But you know, I don't think anyone thought this would be the result of that. And it, yeah, it was a definite. It was a shock. Just felt completely, yeah, uh, you know, leveling to hear that that happened. But yeah, I, don't, I didn't know it was coming. Um,
0: I don't know if that, in some level, it makes it easier. You know. Uh, I mean, if the word easy can be applied, it can't really. But, I mean, just, just, I mean, what, you know, I went through with my dad. Ugh, it's just, now I just get to the, try to get to the point of remember, trying to be at a place in my life where I can just remember his whole life and how wonderful it was and how much love he had. And, you know, my parents had such a great life together. And yet you're stuck in this point right now where for for months where my dad was just, in such bad shape and then the last weeks and days were just the worst because not only was he just getting horrible care where he was and was sick and he had to suffer but I couldn't even get in there to, to see him you know so I would much have preferred a swift for him I would have much more preferred I would have been devastated but I would have been happier for his experience
4: yeah I think it's
0: or less sad about it
4: I
2: think
4: it's it. yeah there is I'm sure there's lots of people who've written about stages
2: of grief He's and want to
4: tell me about this. But like the the there is this combination of celebrating the life that Lynn led, which right. was a pretty spectacular life. You know, she did a lot with her time on this planet and she touched a lot of lives, like and a lot of people were impacted by her more than I would have ever known before this last week. Um and so there's Part of part of this that is like seeing that and being really inspired and gratified to see how many people were lives were changed because of Lynn and then there's just the other part of it that's so much harder that is like, you know, mourning the life that the rest of the life that she didn't get to live and the and sure. you know, what was cut short and um and the you know, what she was building that she doesn't get to, you know, see through. So that it, it's just, there's, you know, it's just like going back and forth between those two things, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you
0: know, she actually worked with my, uh, um, ex-wife, you know, we have a son together.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Did you know? I don't know if you knew.
4: Idea. Yeah, it was, uh, she worked with her on the morning show, right? I yeah. think I saw an exchange the two of you had on Facebook.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was, uh, I, but coincidentally, Karen, my ex was here in this apartment over the long week, uh, last weekend, because she took, she was getting the kids to take them to Los Angeles, where they are now. But she, uh, I knew that Lynn had directed at least a couple of episodes of that show. So just
4: one actually morning show. Yeah.
0: Okay. But apparently I, shortly after I saw that was the case, I, um, contacted Karen. This is months and months ago. And I just said, oh, I, you know, when they, went, when they were shooting the first season, and I was like, oh, I see, you know, Lynn Shelton. I know her, I know her somewhat. How's that? You know, and she, she obviously really liked her. Uh, so um, that was a pretty, it was kind of neat to have at least share that. And also, of course, Mark is on that show. So that was yeah. kind of interesting uh, that, but um Anyway, so what creatively um, uh, are you able to write? And are you, I mean, I know you, you're, you're mourning, so maybe that's not where your head's been. But are you- not really,
4: yeah. I mean, I was, So yeah. I felt like I was maybe just turning a corner in the quarantine um, where I was uh, about to <laughs> right. get much more productive and then um, I haven't, I, everything just got put down. Um, and right. I haven't really picked it back up. Um, but yeah, I mean I I'll I'm sure I'll get back to work at some point and but yeah, the it's nice to be able to give myself a little space.
0: Sure, yeah, of course. And as uh, Seattle it could I mean, like where I am, it's I'm moving. That's why I'm moving Cause like it doesn't feel like I can even though I mean, the apartment has a beautiful vista outside the window, but <laughs> the nights are incredible, the lights and the view. But I mean <laughs> I wanna be able to like breathe, you know, and get outside and I wanna commune with uh I don't know.
2: This,
4: yeah. You know. We have that. <laughs> so, you know. We're lucky, I think. I mean, I live in just outside of Seattle in in a little suburb and, um, yeah. and it's just like, you know, pretty quiet in my neighborhood. So my husband and I get out and walk once a yeah. day and just right. kind of,
2: yeah, it's
4: not, we don't run into a ton of people. It's really nice. We have, it's easy to be distant. Like if we see someone, we just cross the street, um, and wave, you know, um,
2: yeah.
4: so it's, right. uh, it's,
0: Nice yeah, to see you. <laughs>
4: try not to be rude about it, you know? <laughs> but, like,
0: everyone yeah, understands. Yeah, people running over you. Yeah,
4: so it's. But, yeah, we get out and it's been. Now it's, like, gorgeous outside in Seattle. Um, in and here it's beautiful out. Uh, and, so it's nice to be able to have that. Um, right. And I like my house. <laughs> so uh, that's good to be and stuck I, in a place I like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> here, here I'm just in a kind of pretty urban area ish, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just aesthetically there's no there's no although i, I could walk not too far to a, a really pretty spot but um you know it's just the motivation you know is it's it's a little difficult to to uh call up all the time but um yeah the uh um, that's why i'm kind of planning a move for upstate in the next uh, month
4: sounds like a wise move
0: i think so and you know at least for the time because nobody has any idea what's going to be in new york city especially it's like yeah, you know it's just it's too
4: crowded you gotta you can't be amongst that many people
0: <laughs> I, a lot of people I think they have had that same feeling I, I think uh, when I hear anecdotally people are, are have been uh, leaving but um, you know it's still and and you know you hear, this is a city that you you know you you have to rely on the subway system to get around you know I mean except for small number of people I mean with the lifestyle. That I have typically, you know, I really rely on it almost on a daily basis that I'm not getting on the subway.
2: Yeah.
0: So they're handing, so they're giving you shots on the way in. I mean, you know, I'm not doing a different kind of shot. Before there were gunshots. Oh
4: boy, I thought you were this kind
0: of. It's very safe. (laughs) But it's, no, I mean, and the vibe those last days that I was on the subway, yeah, I was like, I, I can't be doing this anymore. I haven't been on the subway in months, it's been terrific.
2: Hmm.
0: But anyway, so yeah, that's my plan, and then I can go out and feel a little bit more like I can breathe and get out and be healthy, you know.
4: Well, that's good. I'm glad you're got an escape hatch.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's kind of uh, I had a place what I thought was going to be available like July, and then it became maybe August, and now it's all up in the air. at This particular place, it could still happen, but I'm not sure. So now I'm looking at okay, I'm going to put my all my stuff because I got to get out of here in storage up at this town. And then find a temporary place. Yeah. And it, certainly for the summer, because my kid's not coming back the earliest the fall, maybe not till the end. You know, next early next year. So, I mean, I'm going to go out there and see him. But I'm trying to, you know, in terms of living in New York, anyway. So, you know, I'm thinking out loud. So, if you have any, if you have any ideas, shoot them over because I can. I
4: will. Make- I actually do have to get off soon. I'm supposed okay. to call Adam Kirsch actually in one minute. Oh
0: yeah. I- Anyway, thank you, Megan, and, and you know, I I look forward to seeing you one of these days in person as well.
4: Yeah, I look forward to seeing people in person in general. <laughs> people
0: people in, people are best in person. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doing
4: this, I'm looking forward to watching it and seeing what everybody had to say and um
0: it's just you and Ben at the moment, but I I I am sure I'll get a couple more people, you know. It would yeah. be nice. It would be nice. Right. Well,
4: All good. Right. Good okay. luck with your move.
0: Thank you. All right, I'll be in touch. Okay, take care. All right, I am recording. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a snack?
5: Do you want to record before or after I swallowed the hummus in my mouth? Oh. Is it is it sounding a little uh little good. bit of viscous mouth noise <laughs> on your end?
0: This is good. Is it what what did you say I, I through there no fault of our connection. We have a good connection, but what did you say? I oh, just, I I
5: was just wondering if you, if you were getting a little bit of viscous mouth noise on oh, your end.
0: Not at all. No, sadly. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good connection. This is uh, a good, good suggestion.
5: All right, fantastic. So and, and so ready. you are great. And and tell me again, so you're going to be up in Tivoli.
2: Yeah.
5: And you uh you you share custody of your kid?
0: yeah I mean, my Karen is in l a with him right now, and he has a sister who also, also like a half sister but they live together, so they're all together in Los Angeles through the summer we're waiting to find out what the fall gotcha. will look like. you know she uh, works with Mark uh, uh, on the morning right. show right. right anyway, so uh Mark Duplass. and so uh anyway it's an area that I've always thought about moving to, and no other place needs, yeah. no other place really was an option right now, so um, yeah. but this will be good. If something like if New York City becomes not a good option, you know, anytime soon. So I just I kind of glad yeah. I have it. I'm glad I have this space now. So yeah. So that, that it's
5: it's 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 interesting. There that that is. Um, I relate with the parallels. That that is. I first of all, if Allison was not about to go back to work for a year straight on her TV show that shoots in Los Angeles, um, I I would never leave. The Hudson Valley. I am. Um, I, I I have no need to be in the city any longer. I'm. I'm really.
2: Mm.
5: I'm really very happy here. Um. And and also, you know, my, but but part of of what keeps me out there is the, is the fact that my mother passed away, uh, the day before Christmas. Uh, so she just passed away about six months ago. And oh, sorry So you. my my. Di- my pop is in central california and so not wanting to you know not wanting to move across the country from him and being able to be um be there if he needs us or him be there if we need him
0: um so wait how long is, is allison going to be away and are you i mean how are you handling that
5: oh Oh, we go, we're, we're all going back together. Once her show starts back up, we'll all oh, go back that, to Los that, Angeles.
0: Yeah, you have a young child. I, I know. I was just, that's, that's what I was trying to figure out. You know, Jacob, <clears> our son is 16. So it's a, it's a little different, <laughs> you know. So it's just, mm-hmm. but although one of the options may be that he, he, he uh, does stay in L.A. through the fall. I mean, I'm pushing, right. all, the only reason I would push for it, because it would be very, it's already, it's already kind of a challenge for me not to, he was here with me until about a month ago. So I was loving that uh-huh. and, and and his going to LA was, you know, a mixed, I had mixed feelings about it. I mean, I thought it was probably a good idea for him and uh, his mom for sure, you know, she needed to be with him. for. And And then on the other hand, you know, I miss them. So there's that. But um, I I, I feel like I know even if the numbers are rising in California, let's say and shrinking in New York, New York City in and of itself is such a concentration of people and the economy of the city is tanking. Or, or you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, anyway. So, yeah. So. Uh, so if anything, I'll, I'll be coming out maybe to visit I, if I can in uh, over the summer. All right. Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, so that's, well, that's let's, well,
2: let's
5: let's talk. I know I know you're I know you're putting together a piece on Lynn, which is such a lovely thing to do. Well, um yeah. so what well, thanks for, what can I tell you?
0: Well the thanks for uh you know agreeing to uh talk about her because can't imagine that comes easy. You know. Yeah. I mean maybe reflecting yeah, about but things it's not so
5: bad maybe it's not so hard it's also just been it's been there there has been a a great deal of death in our immediate mm. vicinity this year it's just been I guess you know I guess lots of people get that year some people get much more than just that one year so in that in that way we're fortunate but um you know we we've Mm-hmm. it it's been a year of processing um our very temporal nature
2: mm-hmm.
5: and it doesn't make it any fucking easier but um but you know it's 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 nor is it a brand new conversation the mu- the the uh the muscles are the mm-hmm. muscles are practiced
0: this year the grieving, the loss muscles. Uh, what? You, so, was your your you mentioned your mom died in in December? Was that a surprise, or was she sick for a while, or you know? If I can ask. We
5: we found out that she had terminal cancer about four months before she passed away. Oh, that's um, a long time. So we so we had. It is not a lot of time, but it is a hell of a lot more than some people get. And mm-hmm. we, um, Lynn Shelton included, and we made a fucking lifetime of that four months. Um, yeah,
2: mm.
5: yeah, we made we we made that four months everything.
2: Mm-hmm. It
5: became the organizing principle for my entire family and. Sure. Um, And we organized around not regretting a second of it. Um, So, yeah. That's that's inspiring to hear. you You know, my, my, an early, an early kind of spiritual mentor of mine had died earlier. An old buddy of mine who I've worked social service with for, you know, over a decade passed suddenly at 52. Um, my great aunt died, the cat died. <laughs> like okay, it's just, stop, it's just, stop. It's just been, yeah, it's been one of, it's been one of those years, um, and, uh, where you just so, kind of yeah. start feeling like you, you, you know, and, and, and on top of that, that is just, um, not to downplay, um not to downplay how hard that's been in my own personal life, but also keeping, uh, uh, trying to keep some perspective on my own, um, personal pain and grieving in light of the macrocosm of what's going on all around us. And, uh, and trying, trying, trying to find the right balance between, um, between honoring those losses and also not losing sight of right. the much larger, larger pain that so many people are in all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, and, well, well, alongside of that, I, I have to say, cause I also experienced loss, albeit, not at the great, greater number, the, it's, not, it's, it's not a competition, but I, I had, a, my dad died, you know, and, um, you know, what, what, what made it so much easier to cope with that was that people are coming together in a way that just seems to be more immediate, more, ex, just more, the availability and the presence of people is so much there. I, that's the way I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is another yeah, no, t- maybe I, I, result of what we're all kind of going through you know too it
5: it it, it, it is it's a fascinating time um at, at least in you know in 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 the communities that i'm surrounded by that right. in in that so many of us have been stripped bare of uh Work, money. There's just whatever. Work, work, money. Um, the the illusion of control. The, <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. The 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 illusion of of societal organization. Um. You know that that it it brings people to a much more open and vulnerable state. I think. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, no, there's there's some really there's some really uh, interesting and potent conversations going on all over the place right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. People aren't using the uh, typical distractions uh, as some sort of buffer or filter. You know, it's like uh, we're we're uh, yeah. I I would agree with the way you're you're uh, interpreting it. It could have made the loss or the shock of Lynn's death, any, Any? I don't know, easier in terms of how you processed it or experienced it. I mean, um, I just um, can't imagine that it, and I don't know what your reaction to it was. I don't know if you could talk about how you found out or how that felt.
5: I, um, um, well, I got a call from Adam Ker. Mm. I mean, just just to contextualize, my um, my great aunt Frances Golden, who was um, who was my closest relative other than my nuclear family, she she took care of me when I moved to New York as a teenager, and and she was she was she was very old. She was in her 90s, um, and so it wasn't a it wasn't a surprise. But she was. She was my iconic hero. She was this, mm. you know, old G- Jewish Lower East Side rabble rouser who started the first um, lefty literary agency in the '70s and went on to represent Momia jamal and Barbara Kingsolver and Dorothy Allison and Ralph Nader and Frank Serpico. And she was just this wonderful force of nature. I I got. I got the call early uh, one Saturday morning, a couple months ago from her daughters that she had just passed away and they were crying. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I cried with them and I hung up the phone and about 22 seconds later, Adam Kirsch uh, sent me a text saying, please call me immediately. And, and so I called him, Adam was, Adam was was Lynn and I shared publicist who we all met together because he was our publicist on Hump Day and mm-hmm. has has become kind of a member of the extended family and team over the past decade and um, he was calling to say that Lynn had passed away very suddenly so it was it was it was a hell of a morning um, and and obviously Lynn's death was far more of a shock. Um, and Mm -hmm. you you know, we had, I mean, it's just, you know, (sighs) yeah, just it's just, it is just such a reminder as to, um, how, how brief it all can be and how little control we have over any of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. My longtime therapist says, um, you know, we react to anyway, I'm not going to go into that. Um, but, but you know, it was, it was a shock and it was a heartbreaker. And also, um Lynn was a friend and a collaborator and somebody who I loved with my whole heart, but Lynn was not um Lynn was not somebody who was in my daily life anymore. Ironically, we hadn't we hadn't talked in a long time until very shortly before her death, and then we had um, because she had just moved in with Mark, um, Marin who lives very close to us in Glendale. We had started talking about making a plan and had started doing FaceTime and she got to m- meet mm-hmm. my kid on FaceTime and had made a plan to go hiking.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and then, uh, and then we found out that she passed away, but, but I am very, I am also very aware of of, of the fact that um, I just can't imagine how how much harder that was for the people who were in her life every day. For you know, her ex-husband Kevin, for her son Milo, for her partner Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, to to have somebody who is just such a present part of their lives um, ripped away so suddenly.
0: Do you remember uh, meeting her? Do you remember the the circumstances?
5: I do. Um, I met I met Lynn Shelton via FaceTime in 2008, shortly after my dear friend Mark Duplass had called me and asked if I wanted to make a movie with him and this woman, Lynn, who I did not know, nor did I know her work at the time. And I was a huge fan of Mark's and we'd been wanting to find something to work on together. So I immediately said yes and then he proceeded to pitch me the idea which was (laughs) um two straight guys attempt to make a gay porn together at which point i said i'm really excited to work with you but please from now on as your friend reminds me to hear what the movie is about before before you agree (laughs) right Uh, and I think part of that was just because I didn't I didn't even I couldn't even picture the tone when until we all started talking about it as a group. And then and then and then Mark and Lynn and I began doing um using this newfangled technology which was three-way FaceTime calls which was mind blowing to me at the time that you could do like a conference FaceTime call.
0: Um, cut to. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, which is all we're doing. <laughs> cut, to, cut, yeah.
5: cut to a world of, of, you know, 40 person Zoom meetings. But, um, and, and, and so Mark and Lynn and I started doing these three-way FaceTime calls where where we began organizing what the story for Hump Day might be and and who these characters that we were going to be playing really were and trying to find ways to imbue them with things that were really important to us, but also find characters that contrasted each other in in an interesting way and and i remember lynn just being one of the most enthusiastic people i'd ever met like one of the sweet smart um but enthusiastic to the point where i almost didn't trust it until i'd spent enough time with her to understand how truly authentic her enthusiasm was to the very core of who she was. I, I described, um, there was a whole group of us on,
2: uh, we, mm-hmm. we
5: yeah. did. Um, right, I heard about that. Michaela Watkins organized this beautiful uh, week-long shiva after Lynn passed, where a a group of us showed up every night for an hour each night just to share memories of Lynn, um, which was was such a wonderful thing to do. And um, one of the things I shared was that the only often I, it was, it was hard. The only way to really discern whether Lynn didn't like something was that she would respond at like a seven level of enthusiasm as opposed
0: to a <laughs> 12.
5: Like if you only got a seven, you knew that you
0: were falling short. Right. If you yeah. got
5: the 12, you knew that you nailed it. And anybody
0: else who might be in there. Yeah who might be there would be like, wow, that went over well. And you're like, mm, not really, <laughs> you know, like, you would know, but, uh, cause you, you know, I'm just saying if like, I, uh, somebody else had been in the room when like maybe she was not giving you the, uh, the well she was only giving the seven, they may think that, that, that was great. Well, that went really well.
5: You, you, you nailed it. But no, Lynn was, um, Lynn was really a, she was in an, enthusiast to her core she um she loved to love things and she loved to love people and she loved to turn people onto the other people that she loved and people onto the things that she loved whether it was a new band or a movie or a cinematographer or a painting um mm-hmm. You know, she was somebody who was so through and through. um, She did. She lacked a certain cynicism. um, That in in the way that I was talking about. Not trusting the enthusiasm, um, there was also something that until I really got to know Lynn i I had a hard time trusting the lack of cynicism and skepticism, yeah because it's it's you know it's the cultural language and currency that I grew up on
2: oh, it is yeah.
5: it is how we were all taught to defend ourselves and try to be cool in the world. And, and for most of us, it takes many, many, many years to figure out um, what a wooden nickel that is and how much it actually separates us from our fellow humans um, because we're so <laughs> fucking scared of not, not being liked and not being cool. And Lynn was just never really worried about that. Lynn was never really worried about whether you liked or didn't like that thing that she loved or how cool you thought it was. Um, because, because it meant something to her. And so she'd sing it from the rooftops unabashedly. And that's, uh, it's a really, um, it's a really bold way to live. It is a really bold and fearless way to live that I, that I admired and looked up to.
0: And if you're not going to live in certain areas of the country where, you know, I, I don't know, it seems like she also was not, uh, she was putting herself in a position of where a lot of people might experience what you're describing. She ended up with Mark Marin, who, you know, I don't know him personally, but his persona I know, and uh, it certainly seems like that would have been a challenge there because it, it seems like he is exactly what you're describing where we're coming from. I don't know. Right. And, and certainly in the circles that we travel, you know, a lot of us are kind of in that, you know, the ironic and cynical mindset or, you know, anyway. uh, but yeah, none of you that know, deter. I, but none of that really deterred her. And she and it kind of sounds like she was a kind of an inspiration to say, let me open up a little bit more. Let me, let me take those, you know,
3: let
5: me be that former. Yeah, and, and, and that was you, you know another thing that I had said about Lynn in uh in this little memorial video that um, Megan and Mel and uh, Adam Kirsch put together was um was that uh, you know Lynn. Lynn's enthusiasm for you in some way allowed you to appreciate yourself through her eyes. She was able to see you and love you into being your best self,
0: right? I can see that.
5: And and I would never I would never want to Speak for Mark,
0: um, but yeah.
5: my guess is that there was, you know, there was some of that going on there.
0: Yeah, it could very well be very well be that. Of course, we're ju- I'm just surmising as well, but it could very well be that, you know, he he was ready for the ready for her. You know, yeah. ready for that love. And
5: look, all 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 any of us want in this world is to be seen clearly and to be accepted and loved for who, who we are (laughs) and, and to, you know, to find somebody who can so readily access that. And, and, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to dismiss any intentionality that came behind it because I don't, I don't actually truly believe that anybody is just born that way and that that comes easy because the world is a difficult, uh, deeply unfair, violent and fucked up place sometimes. And it's not like Lynn was blind to that. And it's not like, um, you know she she didn't have her own struggles um i i i don't i don't know a i don't know a female a successful female filmmaker out there who has not suffered through some kind of deep misogyny. In the course of their careers, um, so, so it 's not like Lynn wasn't hip to the fact that life was hard and that humans do really silly and hurtful things, yeah she wasn't a Pollyanna. She just yeah. chose, right. no, she just chose to focus on the other stuff
2: mm-hmm.
5: and 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 to love people with all their flaws and I think that's I think that's what her work was about too
0: yeah that's a good point that was a good point about her characters and her stories
5: yeah it's no. just Lynn told stories about deeply flawed people with really good intentions who are just trying to do their best which <laughs> which sums up a lot of human beings on the planet
0: <laughs> the majority one could argue. Yeah. yeah yeah i agree right people doing their best um
5: dude what i'm I'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get back on the road any second here
0: yeah no i'm gonna um, encourage you to get back and uh get home yeah man. Nice. and you and yeah it. look if there's if,
5: as you start to put this together um with the other interviewees there's specific areas that you want no, to questions actually let me know
0: i think we're good i mean i really were uh i really really uh you know I, I i can't tell you how much i appreciate your opening up it, it's sensitive stuff and i kind of feel you know a little bit self-conscious doing it but i i know intellectually that that my my uh, my you know motives are pure and uh, I want I want this yeah. to come and I want it to come out when you know think there's nothing you know it's like everybody kind of moves on and then there's the next person the next tragedy in a way but I kind of also want I want this to you know remind people that we recently lost someone really really amazing mm-hmm. and special and talented uh, so you know yeah so thanks yeah if I uh, but if I but awesome if I but, yeah <laughs> good.
5: Yeah. Yeah, if something comes up let me know and uh otherwise maybe I'll see you up in the Hudson Valley one of these days.
0: That'd be awesome. And Cyark, you're getting ready to do that. I didn't even think to ask you, but I'll 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 we'll we'll find another time to talk about that. That's
5: uh Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I, I, I built our house up here in Hurley and oh. after after doing um after doing a few significant renovations on places that we'd lived in in the past. Um, we found this piece of property up here that had a little old hunting cabin on it. And uh and I decided to take on the job of designing Make, and GCing the the build of a house
0: up here and
5: G C means talk about general house, for and those now, listening, G
0: C means general contractor. It is just you know just uh inside lingo. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 I know these things. Uh but, but not everybody does, you know. but uh but yeah so
5: so i'm gonna take this
0: you're gonna be the EP. i built the house
2: now
5: (laughs)
0: yeah
5: now i want to uh now i want to learn um how i actually should have done it properly so i'm going to take an architecture class
0: wow good for you man yeah good luck thank you buddy well adam it was so nice talking to you man same here appreciate it and uh drive drive safely have a great afternoon and i'll be in touch okay wonderful you take care you too bye-bye